Well, good afternoon, Saskatchewan. Welcome into a Friday edition of the Green Zone. We are live from the VIP event ahead of the Kinsman Celebrity Sports Dinner tonight at TCU Place in Saskatoon. Of course, the guests of honor tonight from the Toronto Blue Jays, Jamie Campbell, Buck Martinez, Jose Bautista, and Jose Barrios will be the guests of honor. Corey Mace is around from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Jorgen Hughes as well. It's going to be a great night for a great cause, helping the kinsmen uh, raise money here in Saskatoon. And uh, but uh, we, we got a lot to get to today. It has been a busy day in the world of sports, and it started earlier today when it was announced that the Winnipeg Jets have made a trade in the National Hockey League. They get Sean Monahan from the Montreal Canadiens. They give up a first-round draft pick and a conditional third-round pick uh, for Sean Monahan. He's had 13 goals, 35 points in 49 games for the Montreal uh, Canadiens. Of course, spent a lot of his early career with the Calgary Flames before being dealt to Montreal in 2022. And in fact, the Montreal Canadiens get two first-round picks out of Sean Monahan. They got a first-round pick from Calgary to retain salary for Sean Monahan. So there was a flip there. Now they flipped them around to Winnipeg and get a first-round pick. So uh, it, it's a pretty good day if you're a Montreal Canadian with the, the Sean Monahan deal, uh, getting some first-round picks for this one. But uh, the Winnipeg Jets... And Drew and I talked about it yesterday when we were looking at what the Jets need to do is acquire a centerman, some depth down the middle. They got one in Sean Monahan. So back-to-back days, we have back-to-back Canadian teams uh, pushing some chips onto the table, the Vancouver Canucks with Elias Lindholm uh, being traded a few days ago. And then another story dropped from the Los Angeles Kings, Todd McClellan fired today from the LA Kings. Jim Hiller takes over on an interim basis for the rest of the season. Of course, uh, the LA Kings started the season a 27 and 4 start and they were tied for the most in team history after 31 games. That's how good they were. Uh, but since December 28th, they're 3 8 and 6 and have fallen down the standings to the point they're uh, staring of falling right out of the playoff picture. So Todd McClellan, and Drew's been talking about this, he, he was worried about his uh, buddy from, of course, born in Melville, a Saskatoon guy in Todd McClellan. And, uh, yeah, uh, today he was relieved of his duties, so fired by the L.A. Kings. But the story that has me most excited today, ladies and gentlemen, came from the National Hockey League during All-Star Weekend. And, and maybe, and I don't know, there's conspiracy theorists out there already saying, oh, this is just to distract from all the noise of the four guys charged with sexual assault and timing is everything from Gary Bettman. But I don't know about that. It would have taken a little bit of time to get the president of the IIHF to go to the NHL All-Star game, and there he was, seated alongside the executive director, of the National Hockey League Players Association, who was right next to the president of the IIHF. And Gary Bettman announced that the NHL is going back to the Olympics in 2026 and 2030. So we will see best-on-best best hockey once again at the Olympic Games. They'll pause the season uh, to go to Italy in 2026. 
2026 and also announced that, yes, they have committed for 2030. A deal has been made, and Gary Bettman made it clear why this deal was made. The players wanted it. He said after going through COVID with them and all the different changes and things they had to deal with, that the players really wanted to go to the Olympics. Connor McDavid really wants to go to the Olympics. Nathan McKinnon really wants to go to the Olympics. The Jack Eichel wants to go to the Olympics. I'm thinking of all the players who weren't there in 2014. There are so many great stars in the National Hockey League who never have yet had the chance to represent their country at the Olympic Games and achieve what we saw uh, over the years in 98. Uh, Of course, the disappointment in Canada with Dominic Hasek was amazing uh, for the Czech Republic. Of course, the big gold medal in the United States in 2002. There was the disappointment in Torino. That was an awful performance from Canada. But Sweden won gold, and Henrik Lundqvist was there, and uh, the Sedin twins were there. And then, of course, Canada wins back-to-back 2010 and 2014. So here we are. I'm celebrating today that in the Olympic Games... In what are we two years away? Sidney Crosby is still going to be playing. Like, think of that roster for Canada. Now, I know we talk about the goaltending as an issue, but I'll tell you what, Mackenzie Blackwood with the shutout in San Jose, I don't know. He's, he seems like a guy who could play some pretty good tender behind what Canada is going to put on the ice in front of him. Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon. Don't forget about Connor Bedard, Matthew Barzell. Like, oh, now the Americans are going to throw out the Brady and Matthew Kachuk playing on the same line at the Olympic Games. The Hughes brothers, all three of them. Uh, you might have Luke and Quinn as a defensive pairing for the Americans. Hellebuck and Thatcher Demko among the goaltenders. Um, yeah, I'm excited in two years from now what's going to be put on the ice in Italy for the Olympic Games. And there's been a few catching points on, you know, name image likeness of using images from the Olympics. That has been settled. Insurance was a big one. And Gary Bettman was smiling ear to ear today because the NHL won't spend a dime on the insurance. It'll be the IIHF as well as the hockey federations from the countries participating in the Olympic ice hockey tournament. So Hockey Canada will have to pay some of the insurance with the IIHF and U.S. Hockey. You get the picture on how they're dealing with that. So Gary Bettman finally got a deal that he went to the owners and said, I think we got a deal here that we can live with to pause our season. The owners have never really been thrilled about it, especially the risk of their million dollars and millions and millions of dollars investment. Like think of, well, Austin Matthews, Jack Eichel on American team. Austin Matthews makes $13.5 million per season. It's not like the owners of the Montreal or the Toronto Maple Leafs are thinking thrilled to possibly get injured, and it's something that we get nothing for. Uh, that has changed now with that news today. The NHL is back to the Olympics. I am ten out of ten excited about it. How about you? One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Because I know there are those out there that still believe it should not be professionals at the Olympics. Maybe give the younger athletes. And maybe the guys who play in Europe a chance. No, I want to see the best on best. I want to see the world's fastest man, woman, all that stuff at the Olympics. That's what's it about. That's what it is about. And it's becoming more professional, anyways. Uh, like the amateur stuff is almost gone in a lot of the sports uh, that are happening at the Olympic Games.
So, see, I got distracted from the other story, the uh, other anticipated question to Gary Bettman today, and he did answer it. What are the NHL players, what's going to happen to them, the four who are charged with sexual assault from the 2018 World Junior Hockey Championship team? And Gary Bettman uh, today said they're going to let the judicial process play out. However, he did, did add he would be surprised if these players suit up in the NHL before the judicial process has played out. And he cited, and he goes, well, all these players' contracts run out July 1st. They are all restricted free agents. And I imagine there won't be a lot of teams going, I'm going to want to sign this guy to an extension not knowing what's going to happen. Uh, So he didn't announce that they're on a commissioner's exempt list or any of that, that they get paid. But he did say they'll let the judicial process play out. But, in fact, he'd be surprised if uh, any team puts them on the ice. Although I thought the NHL took control of all that stuff. That's what they said last week. So we'll see how this plays out uh, after the All-Star break. And, of course, tonight it is the All-Star Skills Competition. Twelve players head-to-head. They've done away with the team stuff when it comes to the NHL All-Star Skills Competition. It's just 12 guys playing for a million bucks and yes that includes austin matthews and connor mcdavid and leon dreisaitl and quinn hughes and jt miller and elias Pettersson and matthew barzell nathan mckinnon kale mccarr those are the players uh, of the 12 that'll be playing for that million bucks tonight that's going to be exciting to watch uh jamie and i with you here on the green zone we are live from uh, the vip event ahead of tonight's kinsman celebrity sports dinner with the guests of honor being buck martinez jose bautista jose barreos and we'll have uh, several guests throughout the afternoon uh, here live on the green zone plus john shannon will be here to assess the nhl going back to the olympics jamie thomas will be here uh, to talk about the trade that sends of course, Sean Monahan to uh, the Winnipeg Jets today from the Montreal uh, Canadiens and much more. Alive right here throughout the afternoon on the Green Zone on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie and I with you live from TCU Place in downtown Saskatoon. The Kinsman Celebrity Sports Dinner uh, later tonight. The VIP event is where we are starting at 3 o'clock. Of course, uh, the guests, Buck Martinez, Jose Bautista among them. But right now, it's time for our Sasky Spotlight this week with Britton Gray. And I'm going to apologize first if I get the young person's name wrong, because it is a bit of a tongue twister. Uh, but Rashawn Taniskashenu has emerged as a leader at Scott Collegiate, both in the classroom and in extra curriculars uh, but he's had to overcome some unique hurdles to play sports especially football because scott doesn't have a team our britain gray has more in this week's sasky spotlight Rashawn taniskashenu was just eight years old when he watched a great cup game on tv and that would begin a love of the sport that has followed him his whole life just during that great cup you know i was talk- just told my dad i'm gonna be playing football one day you know he laughed it off um but then you know um just kind of kept growing like my list like started playing it during recess and then uh, eventually started playing at flag and then rmf and then high school but things wouldn't always be smooth for the grade 12 student at scott collegiate due to his school not having a football team the quarterback would have to travel to tom collegiate after school to keep his dream going my first year was kind of difficult but this year is a lot more easier just because you know built the connections there and everything um but i'm glad that um you know i was able to play football especially for um the trojans 
these past two seasons is like really great just being able to be in that um, family type environment and uh, just being able to get out some wins this year. Scott Athletic Director Travis Goodman says there was no doubt Tennis Kashenu would find a way to play the sport. Loves the game, right? Like he just he just loves sports. Um, football is his biggest passion, so you know it's it's going to take a lot more than a few kilometers to keep him from playing. Well, football holds a special place in his heart. He's also picked up basketball in recent years and has turned into a leader on the court for his school. Well, it was like during that like COVID time, you know, and so it's just like. Um, football was canceled and so I was like might as well pick up basketball a little more um, I played like in elementary school for like one year and I was pretty bad at it but um, I don't know just like playing here and playing under you know my coach uh, coach Daniel Stonechild he's a really great guy and has helped me through a lot and kind of just like uh, developed me into the basketball player I am today and I'm really grateful for that and being a gifted athlete has also translated into sports he doesn't even really play like cornhole he competed at the 2022 canadian cornhole championships in the unified doubles division and ended up winning it it was just something that uh i was asked to, if i wanted to do and i said sure why not got nothing better to do so ended up winning so it was pretty fun the unified sports program brings athletes with and without intellectual disabilities together for competition and is something taniska shenu has been a part of at scott just enjoy hanging out with them and playing sports with them. Um, I think actually Unified Basketball is sort of pretty soon here, so I'm excited to start doing that again. Goodman says it's great to have students like Rashawn at the school. I've only been in the building for two years, but it took no time for me to realize who our leaders were in the building, and Rashawn's one of them. And through it all, Tennis Kashenu owes a lot to his dad, who has helped ensure he can do whatever sport he wants. My dad sacrificed a lot for me um, growing up, um, like... To this day, he's still working and, uh, you know, just being able to, like, provide everything that I need from, like, cleats to basketball shoes to um, just being well-dressed. And um, I'm really grateful for my dad, and I probably wouldn't be here without him. Just he's, like, that really good support anchor. He has also put in the work in the classroom as well. It's like just being that student athlete, you know, student comes first. Um, but, you know, just, like, I feel like if you have, like, a good education or just, like, in school, it, like, you're going to go far in life no matter what. Um so, like, just being able to, like, sit in class and do the work, it's, like, it's beneficial, even if it's, like, tough work or I don't want to do it, just being there and just learning is, is always good. Well, he's not sure if there will be opportunities to continue playing sports at a high level after high school. He wants to find a way to continue to take part in them. I just feel like I'd be a pretty decent coach. Um, but also just, like, I enjoy, like, just being if i can't play it i might as well coach it so um whether it be like basketball or football or both um i just feel like i'd really enjoy just keeping with the sports you know for the green zone i'm britain gray another great sasky spotlight from our britain gray on rashawn tennis kashenu a great athlete and uh, with extracurriculars at scott collegiate uh, in regina but right now it's time for the one minute drill Here is the latest in sports, and it was a busy day for the National Hockey League. Gary Bettman announced the return of the National Hockey League to the Olympics in 2026 and in 2030. They have finally got a deal done with the IOC and the IIHF. The Los Angeles Kings have fired Todd McClellan uh, today. They named Jim Hiller the interim coach for the rest of the season. The Kings were red hot at the start of the season, a franchise best start after 31 games, but have won just three games. Uh, since December 28th and slowly falling close to missing the playoffs. Uh, Winnipeg Jets also made a trade today. Veteran center Sean 
Monahan in a trade with the Montreal Canadiens, giving up a first-round pick and a conditional pick in 2027. Coming up next, the general manager of the Saskatoon Blades before their home game tonight at Sastel Centre. It's a busy weekend in Saskatoon with the Rush and a couple of Blades home games. We'll talk to the general manager next on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. With you live here on the Green Zone from downtown Saskatoon, TCU Place, where the Kinsman Celebrity Sports Dinner is a go tonight. Jose Bautista, Jose Barreos among uh, the VIPs uh, taking to the stage uh, later uh, tonight. But it is a busy, busy time in uh, Saskatoon in sports. Of course, at the Nutana Curling Club, uh, you have the Provincial Men's Tankard going on right now on the uh, 2 o'clock draw. Uh, Mike McEwen still undefeated there in a big game this afternoon afternoon and then steve laycock also undefeated on the ice this afternoon the round robin wraps up tonight seven o'clock and then the playoffs are saturday and sunday sas tell center tonight the medicine hat tigers in town to take on the saskatoon blades all five saskatchewan teams on the ice tonight the broncos in regina the raiders in moose jaw the rush uh, of course uh, home again after the Derek keenan change as he's back behind the bench and we'll talk a little bit about the rush a little bit about the blades with colin priestner the general manager of the Blades right now joining me live. Colin, thanks for uh, joining us here. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Now, uh, I'll tell you what, um, looking at the standings, you must be pretty happy where the Saskatoon Blades are right now, right at the very top. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's uh, something we've been building for for a long time, and we've been kind of flirting with that top four or five in the league for the last four or five years now, and, and to have the group that's kind of gotten us there and and uh hopefully we stay there and, and you know it'd be uh you know before the playoffs it would be it would be great to have that scotty monroe trophy as uh as the top regular season team and in and hopefully win the division obviously that would come with that and then you know it all resets after that you might get a better more favorable home ice or whatever or a better matchup in the first round but you know there's some really good teams and and uh it's going to be a battle well i was uh, we talk about good teams we'll talk about what moose jaw did and swift current did as well for the eastern conference a uh, fight uh coming up on the playoffs but uh, you made that deal earlier with fraser minton who was the captain of the world juniors team uh how much of he has he acclimatized to a whirlwind uh, air miles there coming into Saskatoon for a, not even a handful of games then going to Sweden but now back again for the last month yeah it's been unbelievable to have him he's truly like we always say oh the guy's a pro like he's legitimately a pro hockey player and in, in, in all aspects like I don't think he'll spend any time in the American League next year I just don't see why I mean I, I think he could comfortably play a a bottom six center role right away and you know he'll have his bumps and bruises uh, as anyone will but like you don't need to teach him any of the maturity or the preparation or the you know the other stuff that comes with why you send prospects to the minors like he's he's figured it all out in a remarkably quick fashion and on top of that he's a dynamic centerman like he uh he went head-to-head against geeky on saturday on sunday and geeky's obviously one of the best junior players in the country and you know, we're on a three and three and they hadn't played for eight days and Geeky had two goals and, you know, he had an early goal and you could just see in his eye he was not going to lose that center ice matchup that night. Like he just, I will not lose it. And then it came down to third period and he scores one of the best goals of the year and goes through the whole team and, um, 
that's just you know you 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 pay a lot but you're kind of seeing what you get when you pay we've never done that before paying kind of the two first rounders mm-hmm. and stuff like that for a player and a rental player and he's been every bit as advertised and i can only imagine how good he'll be in the playoffs with when he gets that look in his eyes like it's you know, you see him on Tuesday. We play uh, Regina. It's nine-one. He doesn't have a point until the ninth goal, and he doesn't mind. He's not out there that night trying to showboat. Yeah. And and then he gets one late. But it's like you see the games that matter. Like hopefully tonight against the top team, he's going to really show why he's worth that. He was the captain, of course, uh, for the World Junior Team. But what, when you bring in uh, such a leader, such a pro, how long does it take him to? take on the leadership role with a new team did he hang back at all or did he jump right in and saying hey uh kind of i'll show you why uh you can follow me so to speak even though he's a new face in the locker room yeah i don't think it took him more than a day like he he kind of gets it i think when i first called him and told him he had been a you know he, he heard from his manager and then i called him and i was just said like you know we're bringing you in here for leadership like don't don't ease your way in like you have the respect of the whole league in the room anyways you don't need to earn it every day like you're going to have it the day you Mm -hmm. walk in uh you've played four nhl games this year so you know you have something to say in the first intermission of the first game say it like trevor wong's an unbelievable captain and 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 just a salt of the earth human being he's not the world's most vocal guy though he he shows it on the ice he's not gonna likely be the one in the intermission kind of like you know yelling at the guys if they need it or barking at a guy or or just changing the tone and and that's what minton's brought to the group so um they're a really great you know mix with each other well, what's the message with uh, brennan sonny like when you talk to your head coach and you go okay we're, we're making this move um it, does it feel like it's like okay it's over to you guys now i've given you <laughs> i've given you all i can right now after the trade deadline yeah you kind of feel like that i once heard uh shovel day off say like on uh whatever it is in the nhl march 30th or whatever you become a fan of the team instead of it <laughs> but i mean in some ways more things come up when you have a team like this just because you have you've got a healthy scratch really good young players like we're gonna have two or three guys that i think will be drafted in the nhl this year and next year that are dra- or they're scratched tonight because we don't have any injuries knock on wood right now it'll there'll come a time where some of those guys are on the second or third line because of injuries and uh but you know you have to manage those things you've got to manage the fact that we've got you know m- multiple four or five world junior level players and one first unit power play you know we've tried to run kind of power play blue and power play gold just to not even have a first unit but you know one unit's going to generally stay out for the first minute 10 and and then they change and then you've got world junior guys waiting to come on the second unit so there's other issues that we have now that we haven't had before so i wouldn't say my job is done in terms of that you know i'm always working Mm -hmm. with zones in the group on just what's the vibe of the day and what's our and then complacency is another thing that we're all battling you know you, you look at the standings and you got a 12 point lead or whatever on the division or any given day like what's motivating us to go on a wednesday night and block shots and play the blade yeah. style that got us here so that's what we work on on a daily basis and then for myself the draft is coming we don't have a ton of picks but you know hopefully we can find a way to macgyver a few picks into into the the fold and, and then it's even more important to hit on those fifth rounders and sixth rounders that we've hit on in the past so um you know my job tilts a little bit towards that and, and then the rush kind of get going a little more now yep. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's certainly Brennan's got our full confidence, and and uh, we talk every day about everything going on. So. I, I was able to uh, take in a few uh, playoff games last year, uh, of course, uh, on the run to the Eastern Conference Final, Winnipeg Ice. What's the energy like to have 
back at Sastel Center. There was a, there was a time when you family originally took over the team where it was like, whew, yeah. not a lot of people uh, coming no, to play the morgue games. In there. <laughs> yeah, no, it was so quiet and and you know. We shut the upper bowl down just to drape it off, just to say, like, hey, if there's going to be 2,400 people here and it's 15,000-seat arena, let's at least put them somewhere together. And we lost 400 fans, I remember, just because they wanted to sit up top and they didn't want to be near anyone. They're like, if that's the case, we're out. And sometimes you have to just, you know, or you turn the music up a little bit and people get it. You know, I don't want it loud. There's no Why do we need an atmosphere? There's no one here. Yeah. But you kind of have to use that old, if you build it, they will come, you know, feel the dreams. Yeah. Uh, philosophy so we've tried that and, and you know we're averaging over five thousand a game this year which is the best we've ever had by over a thousand so uh it's or maybe just by about a thousand it's so it's it's been fantastic and and you know just regular friday night game like tonight you're gonna have fifty five hundred six thousand people so the up we'll open up a little bit of the upper bowl when that demand gets there and and it's more than loud you know it's yep. it's actually become a really good home ice place i think we're 19 and one and one or something at home or somewhere in that range and clearly that's a lot to do with our fans making it a really great place to play and um that was not the case you know six seven years ago how about a new barn are you, are you working on that still or what, well, we're sitting in we? the very area that it could be in right <laughs> so i mean it's part of it like we manage the arena we co-manage the arena with the city and um yeah i mean that's just one of those things that just keeps getting punted a little bit because there's you know there's an election coming and there's you know there's there's uh, hospital beds and potholes that need to be filled and all those types of things that come up with a city where um you know, when you want to spend hundreds of millions of dollars as a city, it's not going to be easy to do. So, um, you know, we're always interested in the process. And, you know, anytime the city wants to sit down with us with any specifics, we're always willing to listen. So, and we know there's uh, more coming uh, when it comes to specifics of that. Colin Priester joining us of the Saskatoon Blades, Saskatchewan Rush, uh, of course. Uh, and uh, let's flip over to the lacrosse a little bit, the change of Derek Keenan. We had Derek on the show, and he says, hey, when when you call he calls up his son and his son says the captain of the team says uh, the guys are excited then he talks to a few guys that they're excited to have him back behind the bench I know it was a difficult decision to make the move but what do you expect to see now with uh, Derek back behind the bench helping Jimmy Quinlan Yeah it's been a really kind of puzzling per- perplexing start because like by the eye we are playing way better than we did the last couple of years with a bigger more big name team last year with the guys who had won before and the matthews of the world and and the guys that uh you know the beers we've moved on from a lot of the older guard but we're actually in one goal games every night win or lose and unfortunately we've just two or three of them we've lost that we felt were right there and then i think kind of the, the the precipice there was like having a big lead last game and then just kind of having it whittled away over you know five to ten minutes and suddenly a nine five lead becomes 11 nine and 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 the season's too short it's like football if you if you wait too long uh you know we made it coaching change i think our my first year here and, and i think the jimmy went four and oh and it was just like mm-hmm. two weeks too late maybe to, to change the momentum of the team and you're seeing it in the nhl happen a lot now and, and jimmy's obviously still you know a huge part of what we're about and he brings the energy and the he's got the respect of every single player um but derek brings that game management that i think is going to help us he's going to bring that kind of um you know just that wisdom that you can have from winning championships as a coach and you know when you see a game slipping out of hand you know slowing things down you know getting things kind of settled so that a two or three goal run doesn't 
you know that can happen that'll yeah. happen in lacrosse but not a six or seven goal run with a young team like we have i think he's just going to be a really calming influence on the bench and um like i said we're playing really good like our underlying numbers are really good it's it's really disappointing what our record is because you know if we're getting blown out every game it's a totally different scenario but like i, I truly think we can get things turned around this year quickly because you know we have a competitive young team that's just going to get better and better so i'm looking forward to it Yep, it uh, starts uh, with uh, Derek's return. we on the bench tomorrow. Uh, Blades tonight and Sunday, Sastel Center. As we're chatting with Colin Priester, I'm curious, do, do you learn from Derek at all on the Blades side of things? Like, do you glean his expertise yeah, on just I running mean, a team to help you and do him being the general manager of the Blades? Yeah, there's things we, we probably bounce off each other at times. Like, I don't talk to Derek every day. Like, I'm, I'm more hands-on with the blades being the gm there and, and you know being at practice every day and knowing all these players since they were 14 or whatever some of them we've traded for that you don't know since they're 14 but some of them i interviewed when they were 14 <laughs> yeah. the first time and you know with the lacrosse team it's different because all the players and coaches live in different provinces except for a handful of them here in town and um so i'm not like every day touching base with derek but when you know at the games we're, we're together and we'll chat and and you know you learn a lot from him and you know he's been frustrated the last couple of years certainly because you know he's been used to decades of winning and having a rebuild and having a uh you know a, a tough couple of years it's been tough on him i think and i don't think it's the way he wants to you know he's not at the start of his career you know he's yeah. closer to the end i don't think he wants to go out in any kind of way where he's you know losing and his son's on the team and all that so you know we learned a lot from each other when we first met and, and uh you know hilti deals with him a lot on a daily basis on the logistical side which is um great learning for hilti to learn from a, a fantastic gm like him and um yeah that's kind of uh it's 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 a work in progress in terms of the results of the team, though. I mean, nobody's happy with them. So, and of course, you're going to be busy with baseball coming on board too uh, this summer. Even just add more, just add more, right? Yeah, I mean, the baseball <laughs> thing is cool because we have all these employees that are working on the the winter teams, and then they have this big gulf whenever you know march april may depending on the year when your teams are done and and now they're able to have something to be invested in and, and we can give back to the city and have another you know team and tyler warwick and hilti both are, are huge baseball guys and and that's kind of their pet project and something they've been working on and um planning and coming up with the name and the you know getting sponsors and designing a field all that stuff yeah. and and uh it's really great when people um see that there's you know, uh, other opportunities outside of just the GM chair of the blades where you can advance within your company and, and learn and grow in other sports. So I love it for, for especially for those guys. And that's where, that's where I get kind of my pride uh, for, from that is, is seeing Tyler and Hilti really excited. Yeah, real quick. What did you think about the announcement today? NHL back at the, uh, the Olympics. I was thinking of Fraser Minton. Uh, the, some it. of the younger guys are like 2026, 20, 2030. Who knows? They well, might was, be there. I was just reminiscing like one of the best sporting days I've ever ever had in my life bar none was olympics 2010 my my aunt kathy priestner she was a uh, olympic silver medalist in speed skating and she was the director of sport for that olympics so we basically had like my family had like front row seats to every event from the start of the event to the to the last in her personal seats and it was i remember the first day of hockey it was yager got laid out at center ice i i, I think it was Czechs versus Slovakia in the first game. And Yager wasn't in the NHL at the time, so it was crazy to see him. The next game was Canada-US overtime, which is one of the best hockey games I've ever been to. Then Sweden-Finland at the end of the day, and you just sat in Rogers Arena and was like, just the best day of hockey ever and you look at the rosters of those teams and even russia wasn't even good at that event and yeah. it was like 12 hall of famers it was just 
insane. So like, if we could ever get back to that, then then I'll be flying wherever I can and <laughs> yeah. using my aunt's connections if she has any left <laughs> yeah. to get tickets or uh, you know, but. Uh, you always want best on best, and that's that's going to be incredible. Yeah, 2026, 2030, the NHL back in the Olympics. Colin, thank you so much for stopping in. Thanks for having me anytime, man. That is uh, Colin Priestner, of course, general manager of the Blades. He'll be interested to be at the rink tonight, the Medicine Hat Tigers uh, at Sastel Center. It's a busy night in the WHL, as it usually is on a Friday. All five Saskatchewan teams, the Broncos in Regina, and, of course, the PA Raiders also in Moose Jaw. More coming up. We're live from TCU Place, the site of the Kinsman Celebrity Sports dinner right here on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Hepbridge Farm remembers. That, that call right there from Bob Cole was at the 2002 Olympics. That's why I'm so excited about the Olympics are back, or the NHL's back at the Olympic Games. But this day in sports history, February the 2nd, 1959, some guy by the name of Vince Lombardi signed a five-year contract to become the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Pretty sure that worked out for them. You, you know what they're playing for next week? Yeah, it's the Lombardi Trophy uh, for a reason. Speaking of the Lombardi Trophy, on this day in 2014, it was handed to the Seattle Seahawks, who beat the Denver Broncos 42-8 to in one of the biggest blowouts in Super Bowl history. And on this day in 2020, Patrick Mahomes led the Kansas City Chiefs to a 31-20 win over the San Francisco 49ers, who, of course, they'll play in nine days from now that's this day in sports history time for the one minute drill And the latest in sports, a lot of NHL news today, including, yes, Gary Bettman announced uh, that the NHL will be back in the Olympics for 2026 and 2030. The L.A. Kings fired Todd McClellan today. They named Jim Hiller the interim coach. They've won just three times in their last 17 games after having the best start in team history after 31 games and also today in the national hockey league the winnipeg jets have acquired veteran center sean monahan in a trade with the montreal canadians uh, what the montreal canadians get back is a first round pick and a conditional draft pick in 2027 coming up next drew remendo will react to the big news the nhl's going back to the olympics this is 980 cjme and 650 ckom